Section nine of the Seen and the Unseen by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Five, the Tipster, an impossible story. One. I've done it again. This is really rum. Mr. Gill tilted his head towards the back of his head. Philip Major had come upon him in the Strand, standing in the middle of the pavement staring at the fifth edition of the evening glimmer that's what it is rum i can't help thinking you know that there must be something wrong what's the matter well mr gill put his hand up to his mouth he coughed i've placed the first three horses for the chichester handicap here they are large as life mr gill pointed to a paragraph in the paper marianne first the duke second and coriolanus third just as i sent them to my clients mr major laughed that's all right i thought that you professed to send three winners for seven and sixpence isn't it but you don't understand yesterday i done the same i placed the first three in the billingsgate stakes sent them to every one of my correspondents i did upon my dick why mr major i've been a tipster ah uh, i don't know how many years and as for placing the first three even at a donkey race why i haven't come within a million mile of em mr gill glanced round there was something curious in his glance but it isn't only horses there's something up with me all round why he caught mr major by the arm they were by the pit entrance to the lyceum theatre a hansom went rushing by there's an old gentleman with a white hat crossing wellington street that cab will knock him down the cab whirled round the corner an instant after there was a sudden tumult someone had been run over mr major stared at mr gill i say gill i've been like that for the last day or two but this afternoon i'm worse than ever i keep seeing things excuse me sir mr gill stopped and addressed the passer-by your wife's just going to slip down the steps which lead to the nursery landing and as she's in a delicate situation if i was you i'd hurry home the passenger a dignified-looking gentleman about forty years of age appeared to be not unnaturally surprised at being addressed in such a manner by a perfect stranger who are you my name's gill sir thompson gill as your wife's going to be prematurely overtaken all owing to a piece of soap which that there careless scal of yours has left upon the stairs i thought you'd like me to mention it gill observed mr major as they crossed the road towards waterloo bridge you're drunk not me i haven't had so much as a drop this day it's something wrong with the works that's what it is i keep seeing visions or something if i'd been a drinker i should say i'd got em but it isn't that i know perhaps you're going to be a prophet after all not three winners for seven and six but the bona fide article that's what i'm afraid of sighed mr gill 
when they reached the centre of the bridge mr major drew mr gill aside into one of the embrasures come gill i'll give you a chance to exercise your prophetic gifts am i going to sell that picture of mine which the president and fellows have done me the honour to sky in their exhibition at burlington house mr major asked the question lightly but there was a suspicion of earnestness beneath the lightness mr gill paused before replying his eyes looked out over the stream yes you are oh i am am i when next week so soon as that my gill come we're getting on and who will be the purchaser a gal a gal mr major started i presume by that you mean a young lady a dark gal with big black eyes and black hair curling all over her head she'll go up to the picture and she'll say so this is it is it they've hung it as well as it deserves so this is the man who presumes to teach me painting he can draw but he will never paint never then she will look at the picture again and she'll say what a fool i am then she'll go to a table and she'll ask how much the picture is and the man will say fifty pounds and she'll say to herself that's more than the frame is worth then she'll take out a sort of pocket-book and she'll hand over five ten-pound notes and the man'll say what name and she'll say briggs at this point mr major started again this time most perceptibly what name she'll say briggs it's a lie it's not a lie she'll say briggs and to herself she'll say i'm not going to flatter him by letting him know i've bought it he's fool enough already mr gill paused mr major stared at him the little man had spoken with a quiet intensity which in its way was most effective all the time he had kept his eyes fixed upon the stream anything more mr gill about the picture about the picture can you tell me for instance whether the name of the lady who is destined to become in so flattering a way my patron really is briggs wait a moment when she goes away she'll tell the cab-driver to drive to campton hill gardens again mr major started when she gets home she'll have a letter addressed to mr gill hesitated to miss davidson oh to miss davidson mr major's voice was a trifle husky the handwriting on the envelope will be very fine and small the postmark will be oban mr major caught mr gill by the shoulder gill stop that will do come let's get home gill i should say that you were going off your nut i don't know about going off my nut exactly but there's something wrong with the works i do believe you don't suppose that i believe a syllable of all that nonsense you've been talking it's gospel truth every word of it when they had gone a few steps further mr gill stopped short mr major there's a man coming along the road in a brown check coat who's going to pay you half a sovereign which he owes you as a matter of fact when they had proceeded about a hundred yards along the waterloo road 
they were approached by a man in a brown check coat which was decidedly the worse for wear who at sight of them pulled up hollo major the very man i wanted to see i think that makes us straight he thrust his hand into his waistcoat pocket in the outstretched palm which he held out to mr major was half a sovereign that gentleman stared at the man and at the coin in undisguised amazement hello aldridge rather unexpected isn't it i thought it would be borrowed money back from me don't apologize old chap i've had a stroke of luck so there you are mr major continued to stare at the coin after the man had gone i say gill this is very queer that's what bothers me it's uncommon queer end of section nine